Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on Fridays in May, each film touches upon Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or the Hard Way to Enlightenment and the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie at nortonsimon.org. Support comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting Jelly's Last Jam. Follow Jelly Roll Morton, the self-proclaimed inventor of jazz, in this ambitious musical masterpiece that's sure to blow the roof off the theater. Performances begin May 29th. Tickets at PasadenaPlayhouse.org. L.A.S. Studios. Whatever you want to say about L.A., you gotta agree that it's got character. A lot of character in every neighborhood corner. Just drive around like most of us do, and you'll see it. If you really look. There's so much life here. And it's no wonder all kinds of artists find inspiration in this city. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to L.A. We're starting a new, kind of occasional segment about how visual artists CLA. We'll hang out with painters, sculptors, and photographers who all have different approaches to depicting this city. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the city through the eyes of photographer Elon Schoenholz. So we're arriving at the LA State Historic Park near Chinatown, and it's getting ready to close up for an event. So I'm glad we got here right before, you know, the gates go fully up. Um, and we're here to meet Elon. Elon, hey! Hey, how's it going? Um, how was the drive over, first of all? It sucked, but I actually took some photos. I had my camera because I wanted to show you what I do. So when I was stuck in traffic, I, I think I actually got some good shots tonight. So. Elon brought up traffic because part of his photography practice involves something I don't recommend trying at home. He takes a lot of photos while driving, stopped at red lights, stop signs, or on quiet, empty streets. He recently published a short photography book, he calls it a zine, with some of his favorite images shot from the front seat of his car. It's called Los Angeles at 5 miles per hour, which I think is pretty spot on. Each page is a blending of two images, the view in front of and behind you at the same time. It's like how you would see the city through both your windshield and your rearview mirror while driving. Tell us a little bit about your art. So, I'm born and raised in LA. I've just been a photographer since I was, I don't know, 11 or 12. And then I took my bar mitzvah money when I was 13 and bought like a real, I bought a Minolta X700. And a year or two later, took a summer school class at UCLA Extensions. And I've been doing it ever since. I had also, I gotta give a shout out, Mr. Spitzer at Fairfax High School. I don't know if he's around anymore, but he was one of those teachers who really, really cared. And we were punk kids and not serious about anything, but his sincerity and generosity really, really influenced me. I mean, I never knew that I could make a living doing this, but I make a living documenting art and architecture for museums, galleries, artists, and uh, I take pictures of the urban environment and the urban forest. I really like topiary a lot. I sort of have an obsession with topiary. I find it beautiful and hilarious. Um, but I really think they tell the stories of, of people. I'm, I'm interested. My name, Elon, actually means tree in Hebrew. 
Um, and I've always sort of been a tree hugger. I like how neighborhoods in LA, there are all these changes in the, in the humanity um, and the demographics of the neighborhood. And a lot of times it's reflected in the plants and it's all mixed together. And I think a lot of LA stories can be told that way. So I'm fascinated with all of that. One of Elan's urban forest shots appeared in the Lightbot series. Photos that were on display at metro stations around Los Angeles for a few years. It was a picture of a lone vintage street lamp lit up at dusk, surrounded almost up to its neck by a huge green hedge. It was on display at the Metro and 7th station for a few years and then Beverly and Vermont. And it showed sort of the, the intersection of, of, of the human the human built environment and the urban forest. And there's a certain amount of humor in it, but there's also uh, LA cultural history. And I really intentionally don't photograph people when I do street photography, but I like the idea of, of the urban landscape and the urban forest telling the stories of people in a general way. You've been doing this for quite some time. What are some of the highlights that you've seen that is uniquely LA. I really like driving around downtown at night. I think like Santee Alley that's so, so hectic during the daytime and so full of life. It's so incredibly dead at night, except for, of course, I think one of the big, sorry, I'm gonna detour a little bit, but one of the big subjects that, that I don't address is, is the suffering on the streets and how so many tens of thousands of people are living on the streets. And you see that around Santee Alley, but you also see um, all these vibrant storefronts and where there's loud music playing during the day and color, and it's just all quiet at night. Um, sort of like um, spirited away when all the people are, are gone in that scene. And I just love that, that feeling when the dust settles and everything's quiet and there are street lights, but not too much going on on the streets, right? Things are going on inside places. I like to kind of capture that. I like the quietness. I've, I've never liked going to clubs or bars. I've never been a nightlife person, even when I was young and single. So <laughs> Part of the nightlife, okay. No, I mean, I we're, went to we're at odds here. I went to Florentine Gardens with a fake ID when I was a kid. Wow, <laughs> okay. So I was probably 17 and I had a really tall friend. Who hasn't done that? Who hasn't done that though? <laughs> right. But so I actually photographed that at night, all dead and everything. and. It's, it's a story, it's a different, it's the flip side of sort of the experience I had of being there when it was all live and kind of overwhelming for me. This driving, whether you're driving and stopping or just driving, how did you, how did it start? So I started that as soon as I started driving when I was 17. I have photos of uh, graffiti in the Pico Union area from 1987 that I shot because um, it was just always interesting to me. Now, being a parent and being stuck dragging my kids around all the time, it feels like a way that I can redeem my time. Um, my daughter had play rehearsals last year at Grand Arts, and we're in Mid-City. It's about a half-hour drive. And when I was going to pick her up, I just intentionally get stopped in traffic or drive around MacArthur Park and just get landscape photos, which ended up becoming this publication, LA at five miles per hour, that I put out recently. I've been doing it forever, but being a parent makes it kind of more precious to me because I have so much less time. And it's one time that I can 
like be doing something as a parent and also doing something for myself and trying to be creative. This crisp fall evening weather was perfect for us to join on a drive near downtown. Ready to go? All right. Let's, and let's if anyone's walk. starving, I was just kind of like past, like killing time in the farmer's market and I got a chocolate croissant. Is, oh, this, wow, is yeah. today the full moon? Or is it tomorrow? Close. Wow. That's beautiful. Maybe we can get that in the mirror at some point. So, cool. so, so actually, this is a perfect example. So Elysian Park's behind me, and the moon's right there, and that's my shot. So, and there are no cars driving near us, so it's safe. But I really like the notion that this is how we see the city, for better or worse. Um, we, we're always in our cars, which I kind of don't like that. I actually um, was a founding member of the LA County Bicycle Coalition, and before I was a parent, did my best to, to not drive mm. car light. Um, I had a cargo bike. and You're like a unicorn in Los Angeles. <laughs> You're Angelino from birth. You stayed here, you raised your family here, and then you didn't try you try not try to drive not a to car. Drive. Yeah, but now like I'm stuck in my car all the time and I feel like that's the way I love the city and I find it infinitely beautiful and I love to drive through every part of it. Um, but how we see it is this way and like what I'm looking right now, I'm seeing behind me and in front of me, mm -hmm. right? And so I try to capture that in the photos as a sort of deeper way to see things. We're driving off to who knows where. <laughs> or maybe Elon, you know where we're going. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to first go see the bridge um, on North Broadway. I don't even know what the bridge is called, funny enough. Elon actually nailed it. It's called the North Broadway Bridge, and it's in downtown. So it's just north of... Uh, the cornfield of State Historic Park. And um, it's a bridge that has the old light, the old, the really old lampposts, mm. and nice views north and south, and really nice views. Actually, this time of day at dusk, a really great view of the downtown skyline. So I want to take a look at that if you guys are up for it. I'm so excited. Like, to me, the most romantic time of the day is this like dusty dusky um evening um even more romantic when there's like colors in the sky we have an orange sky tonight and when i see the skyline i know it's it's iconic and it's kind of overdone but when i see the skyline it reminds me of like i'm so lucky to live in this city and it makes me a little, a little emotional you know i'm like hey I'm, I'm i'm happy so um i'm excited to do this with you it's from your perspective, yeah. I want to see your eye. And you know, I have, a, I have a question for you. Oh. Growing up, you grew up South LA, roughly? Yeah, West Adams, South. It was, technically, it's north of the 10, okay. but because our concentration of going to the Mexican market or going to Lavanderia, it was kind of south of the 10, and then we had family in South LA, South Central LA to be exact. So, yeah, I grew up in West Adams at the tip of Mid City. So okay. yeah, that's the area. Got you, got you. Yeah, because everyone I think from different parts of the city, my friends in Boyle Heights, have very different views of the skyline, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was always looking at it from, from the west side. Mm -hmm. And I like now to try to find other 
other views of it. So we're coming up on the bridge and I've actually found um, the other thing when I'm not shooting from the car is you got to be able to find good parking at the places you go if you want to take pictures yeah. and kind of get in and out quickly. Um, a lot of times if, if I'm out with a camera at night, I want to be a little cautious about where I'm taking pictures. Um, there's a good little parking spot. We don't have to stop there now, but there's a good little parking spot right by this bridge. And then the, the, the view of the downtown yeah. skyline from here is just so lovely. We're off to drive through the lights of downtown Los Angeles. We'll see you there right after this break. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or The Hard Way to Enlightenment by Conrad Wolf and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on consecutive Fridays, now through May 31st. More information at nortonsimon.org. Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting Jelly's Last Jam. When Jelly Will Morton's soul is forced to face the music, the self-proclaimed inventor of jazz is left at the ultimate crossroads. This lively musical follows the journey from the back alleys of New Orleans to the sparkling stages of New York, featuring a sizzling bandstand, electrifying tap dancing, and soulful tunes. On stage for four weeks only, Jelly's Last Jam. Performances begin May 29th. Tickets available now at PasadenaPlayhouse.org. And we're back, driving around downtown LA with photographer Elon Schoenholz. Uh, what I want to ask you is your method to the drives. Like, tell me. So first of all, the pandemic was really the time that I started doing this more than I had in the past, especially early pandemic. The streets were just so quiet mm. and everything looked so beautiful and peaceful at that time there were um, the theaters weren't weren't open so all of the facades of theaters were just empty and but still lit and it was so Mm. beautiful so I just head out after dark I'm really big on having dinner with the family every evening and we we do that at six so usually after that my kids are old enough that they don't really want to hang out with me after dinner anyway at dusk like right now is is nice but it's not always possible if I have work or other things going on and then just really drive randomly maybe start out thinking tonight I'll go to Hollywood or tonight Koreatown's really close so I've seen a lot of that Um, and just seeing one thing and turning and seeing another thing and and just kind of making the whole thing serendipitous Mm. and not not really having any goals it's more like what's the soundtrack going to be tonight Elon listens to a lot of stuff, some Kendrick, some Mogwai, and one song he called out is particularly perfect for driving around at dusk, Smokey Robinson's Cruising. And then the city's just there to be, you know, to be appreciated and looked at and hopefully visually interpreted in some way that hasn't been done before, um, but also in some way that 
I really want it to resonate with with my friends. I think when I take these pictures, I think like, oh, will you know, will this friend get a kick out of this because it's kind of close to his house and he probably will recognize this building. I'm looking for things that sort of tell the story with, once again, without being the observatory or the Hollywood sign. Um, so it could really be anywhere. Um, yeah. I mean, that's something interesting that you just said that you as an artist are communicating through your art with your community. Talk a little bit about that because that, that is not easy. People complain that LA is a hard place to be in. But you have community, you have roots here. Yeah, I, I do. And I have I have like a, a story of on most of the streets I drive down. Like I used to, we used to uh, hop the fence at Fairfax High School and a Taiwanese friend of mine would take me down to get food here. And he would, he would be able to speak in Cantonese to the to the owners of the restaurant and and so like I, like that was that was on the next block over here so I have stories like that all over um, and I think most Angelinos do at this point in the night we're cruising down Chinatown and the neon signs are even brighter and it seems like we're headed downtown kind of pointing towards Clifton's my mom took me to Clifton's when I was a kid and mm -hmm. so um, that's all sort of buried in the photography. Whenever I drive by the prison, the, I mean the jail, which is probably the cruelest building in the whole city. He's talking about the Twin Towers Correctional Facility, east of Chinatown. There, and, and Angelinos know that, but other people just drive by that building and right. think, that's a weird looking yeah. building, or they don't even think anything. Yeah. So, right, but, but someone from LA would know that. This is, this is downtown. Um, one of my favorite spots around here that I photographed a lot is the Marquis of the Los Angeles Theater, mm. which I first went to when the LA Conservancy did their Last Remaining Seats programs, and they would have movie screenings in the grand movie palaces on Broadway. Um, so I've been in it only once or twice, but but the marquee and the sign is so beautiful, just the lit up Los Angeles. Uh, photographs so nicely at night. Interesting how downtown is uh, a, a paintbrush of the older and the new and the in-between. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there is, like for instance, the old Tower Theater is now an Apple store, mm -hmm. which is kind of a bummer, but at least they preserved it. Actually, I have a rule. Um, I, I have a pretty big uh, collection of art. Very at, LA. That has to make the cut, by the way. A car is trying to back out of a parking garage fast and cuts us off on Broadway between 6th and 7th. A little taste of driving downtown, if you ask me. Everyone's good, and we drive past the Los Angeles Theater. I kind of have a rule of not showing my own work, but I do have a print of the facade of, of that theater up in our house, just because I love Beautiful. it so much. And it just says Los Angeles, which, right. you know, it's obvious, but it's great. Past Clifton's already. Is that where you're kind of aiming? No, so that's the thing. I really, I really don't have a. Oh. I just like, oh, there's light. Let's go toward the light. Oh. I particularly like neon signs, but also um, a dark area with with a light that's sort of cascading down. So, just sort of light sources that don't even have to be attached to anything I love or care about if it just is a it's just sort of a pretty 
sort of a poetic um, form of light. We turn off Broadway and head down to a quieter street. No more grand marquees. Small overhead lights illuminate nondescript storefronts. We're starting to head over to Little Tokyo. Um, I like how, how much the city transforms during, you know, in the evening. So now I've got these great taillights in my rear, my side view mirror, and I have that just nice light source. There's nothing particularly interesting about that storefront, but I love the light source. Once again, the idea of light kind of falling like that, I just find really beautiful. And yeah, just try to capture it. Usually the soundtrack's kind of key to the vibe and the mood. An artist friend of mine, uh, shout out to Fredo, uh, recommended David Axelrod once, and that became, that sort of become one of my driving soundtracks. just like anything David Axelrod, instrumental music, um, that just sort of, I don't know, for me, kind of captures the feeling. I think it's really important to note we've passed a bunch of people getting ready to settle down to sleep for the night on the city streets. And I don't really think that it's my place to photo, I know for sure it's not my place to photograph them. But I do think that's really the most important the most important story yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, and and it's a big sort of uh, elephant in the room. Mm. I think for all of my street photography, that haunts all of it because I never show pictures of that. It's quiet in the car for a little bit after that. We hold space for the elephant in the room until we pop out in Little Tokyo. Now we're in Little Tokyo, um, one of my favorite parts of the city, for food. It used to be for culture, less so now. Uh, a lot of friends in that community. Um, and we used to see shows where the new metro station is. There was first um, the Atomic Cafe, and yes. then after that it was called the Troy, and after that it was called the Impala. And all my friends' bands played when it was called the Impala. And we used to go to cheap all-ages shows there and see our friends doing stupid art stuff that didn't sound good, but we went to support them anyway. For our photography friends that love the craft and know of the craft, what, what do you tell them? Like, this is how I shoot, whether it's a special lens or, hey, I, to respect certain things. Like, yeah. Great question. Um, I think respect is everything, especially if you want to photograph people or their things. Um, I love just going up to strangers and talking to them. And once again, I, I typically don't take street portraits, but if people do, especially if it's in your neighborhood or if it's in people with people who have a similar background to you, then if you go up to them with a positive attitude and ask their permission or just start talking to them, it always leads to good things, you know? People love being appreciated and love being seen. And I think like what you're using, your camera doesn't matter at all. I mean, I, I have to invest in expensive gear because it's my work, but um, the best work I did was when I couldn't afford the proper gear, but my heart was like totally in it and I was hungry. Also, if you wear a funky hat, it throws people off because then they think you're not dangerous. <laughs> and with that, we're back at the park on Spring Street. 
Thank you to photographer Alan Schoenholz for showing us how he sees this city. Keep your eyes peeled because we have more artist chats lined up for you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you mañana. This episode is produced by Victoria Alejandro. Our other team members are Monica Bushman, Evan Jacoby, Megan Botel, and Erica Washington. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes LA a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.